Well Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries, Conversations as We Walk with Jesus. I am Kim Miller of Woman at the Well Ministries, and alongside me is... I'm Erica Close. Hello, everybody. And we are going to continue on the topic of faith, and particularly continue on what does faith look like in our lives. And in this podcast, we're going to take two accounts out of Daniel, one out of Daniel chapter 3, And we're going to see the three Hebrew children and how their lives transformed the king. And then we're going to see in Daniel chapter 6 where Daniel's works and ways just continued to affirm to the king that there is a reality in serving God. And what we're hoping is is that Erica and I and, and you guys who are listening will take inventory of our own lives and see if people watching our lives would have that same transformation. Would they be able to see enough God in us to be able to think that there was a reality in serving him? So in Daniel chapter 3, it's a very familiar um, passage. We usually call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We rarely use their transformed names. But these were three Hebrew children who under no circumstance was going to bow to a God that wasn't their God. And even when the king said, if you don't bow when you hear my music and you don't do the things that you need to do and, and, and worship my graven images, even when the king said that to the three Hebrew children, they would not been because they knew that their God was going to see them through. And he said, I'm going to put you into a fiery furnace if you don't bow. But they were okay with that because they didn't care because they said in Daniel chapter three and verse 17, they said, if it be so, in other words, if you throw us into the fiery furnace, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of the hand, O king. Now, you know that had to make the king even matter. And so he decided he was going to really rev up that furnace. It was so hot that when he instructed the people to throw the three Hebrew children into the fire, that it killed the people throwing, it, throwing the three Hebrew children in. And then you see an amazing thing in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 25. The king's looking around and he says, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. In the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God himself was walking. And those boys understood 
who God was. If you recall, in verse 17, they said, he will deliver us. They were willing to go through whatever God had for them, and their life was spot on. They were not bending to any other God. And I think that's amazing because these Hebrew children had lived lives of faith up to this point. So they were able to make the decision to not follow the king's decree, which would have gone against their beliefs. But they were able to make that decision to follow the Lord and to stick to what they knew was what the Lord had called them to. So they had already been demonstrating faith before they got into this fiery situation. But in the fiery situation, that is when everybody else was able to see how God was with them. Literally, he saw God with them. But it wasn't until they kind of got into this fiery situation that he could see it. Up until then, the king just thought, these people are not obeying my command. They were demonstrating faith and following the Lord. But the king probably didn't really understand that until he watched them you know, really in a mess of trouble that he put them in. And think about this for a minute. The, the fiery furnace was real. And, and these guys knew it. And it wasn't just enough for them not to bow down. They were still worshiping their God. Like, they didn't even try to hedge a little and like, well, I'm not going to bow to that, but maybe that'll keep him from getting angry. No, they didn't bow to his worship or worship his graven image, but they began to worship, as always, the one true living God, and they proclaimed the power of God. Now, I think that goes back to that be still and know that I am God. They allow God to work through them like we talk about in Psalms 46.10. And they were the light on a hill and they didn't put it under a bushel as we see in Matthew 5. These individuals were all sold out for God. They were all in. But they knew who he was. And they were all in in a strange place. Right? These are Hebrew children that have been taken you know, captive and are in Babylon, surrounded by people that don't believe like they believe. And they're still all in. And they're demonstrating it in front of all the people who don't believe how they believe. And let's have Erica read the last part of chapter 3 and show what effect the faith of these three Hebrew children had on the life of King Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, so we read in uh, Daniel 3, 28 and 29. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve or worship any god except their own god. And in 29, Therefore I make a decree that every people nation, and language, which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. He says, there's no God like the God of these three men, because he had seen God himself demonstrated because of the faith. And we see in chapter 6 that um, King Darius has set over the kingdom 120 princes, 
that are going to rule over the whole kingdom. And of these three presidents of this, Daniel was first. So Daniel had been given all this favor, and everybody knew what Daniel's custom was. Daniel's custom was to pray three times a day, and he knew that it was his prayer that connected him to God. It was his prayer that kept faith alive in his life, and it was prayer that brought the power of God in his life. And for Daniel, nothing was going to take that away. And so these other presidents and people who were in charge, they were pretty jealous of him, and they didn't like it, and they couldn't find anything he was doing wrong, but they knew about his prayer life. And so they come together and ganged up on Daniel, and they go to King, and they tell him, all right, look, I think you should make a decree and sign it in writing that it can't be changed, that according to the law of the Medes and the law of the Persians, which altereth not, that you sign in writing in this decree that whenever anybody shall ask a petition of any god or man, except for the king, that they will be thrown into the den of lions. Well, everybody that hated Daniel knew of his practice. The king did not, and obviously the king loved him, and there was stuff about Daniel that the king saw that made him know that he was a strong man of God and that he was a good man and he was a person he wanted over his stuff. But so then what happens is that when they found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God, they, ha- they came to the king and they showed and told him that. And what I want you to see here is that Daniel does not deny it. And Daniel knew the law. When he went to pray any of those three times after that law had been decreed, he knew that he was not obeying the law that an earthly king had set out. And he knew that the penalty was to spend time with the lions in the den. But let's look what happens and the life-transforming witness that Daniel has because he continued to pray three times a day, even though he knew the consequences. This is faith in action, folks. All right, so I'm in Daniel chapter 6, and I'm in verse 16. And I had originally only planned on reading 16, but I might just have to read a little bit more. Okay, so 616. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. I have to keep going. It's just too good. And 17 says, And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel and The king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him in its innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. 
Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. So King King Darius had, had watched Daniel, right? So in 16, he's able to say, you know, you serve God continually, you know, he if he's going to deliver you. But then Darius spends a sleepless night, right? Saying, you know, I said this to him, but I also commanded to throw him into this den of lions. And that's, you know, probably a real, that's a wrestling point literally for Darius, right? He knows. Because he loved him and he was somebody he had chosen. But I want you to look at the contrast there. Darius does not have the peace of God. No. But what happens with Daniel in that lion's den? He has the peace of God and the Lord sends it. It says, you know, the Lord sent an, an angel and he to was To shut the mouths of lions. You know how I love that verse. <laughs> right. Shut the mouths of lions. Yep, and he did. And the mouths of the lions were shut and Daniel was not hurt. And, God, and Daniel gave God the credit for that. I wonder in our lives, are we trained to see the hand of God in our lives when it happens? And then do we quickly give him credit for it? I think the quickly is huge. Because if we don't do it quickly, the other people that have seen the event don't have the ability to see it when we see it. Exactly. And look what Darius's life was changed. He saw what God did for Daniel, and Daniel was able to be a living testimony, a living witness for the power of God in him because of his faith. The three Hebrew children completely transformed King Nebuchadnezzar because of their life, and people were able to gather evidence of God being real in their lives and it changed their lives. And I just, I just wonder how our life is doing that. Are we changing people's lives because they see evidence of God in our lives? And are we giving God the credit that he is due? And we talk in a, we talked in a podcast, a few podcasts ago about God sightings and about noting those for ourselves as a way of building the muscle that is our faith. But at the same time, when we give the Lord credit, we have the ability to give, to build the faith of others. I mean, in these two accounts that we just looked at in the book of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar saw the fourth minute in the fire. King Darius saw Daniel not hurt after spending the, the night in the lion's den. And King Darius got no sleep, but Daniel was well rested. That's right. That's right. But, you know, these, these two kings saw the evidence. The three Hebrew children and Daniel still testified to what the Lord had done. You know, they, they gave the account and sort of explained to the, the king what had happened in both cases. But these two kings saw it. But how often... Do things happen in our lives and we see the hand of the Lord at work? Others may not see that as much. Therefore, it's our job to make sure we're giving God credit for what he has done, that we're testifying to what he has done in our lives. I think first, we need to be living a faithful life and then be giving him credit. But I think that some of us, need to go back to the basics and just see him for who he is and be able to trust him once we see who he is and see what he's done for us and what he's done for others because he's the same God yesterday, 
today and forevermore. That's what the scripture says. And that means he'll shut the mouths of lions in my life. And that means he's the fourth man in the fire in my life. And if God can be glorified, he'll be lifted up and he'll draw all men unto him. So we have, we have an opportunity and a privilege, Erica, to live a life that points others to God and allows them to see that he is real. Don't you love him tonight? Absolutely. It is amazing. And we're so grateful to be able to spend this time with you. And we thank you for listening to our podcast. And we hope and pray that you'll join us again at the next opportunity. And we ask that you would always remember that you are loved and Jesus loves you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Happy girl.